welcome to the booth. All right, Taylor, let's get right into it. <clears throat> so we're going to start off with uh, Tennessee-Alabama game. That went uh, exactly how I predicted. I, I, went, I went Tennessee. So Hendon Hooker, Mr. 25-year-old. <sighs> your thoughts. I'm a, first, I want to get your thoughts on the Alabama-Tennessee game, and then I'm going to ask you a simple question. Should Tennessee be – I know they're not ranked number one right now, but should they be ranked number one? And then who would be their contender as far as – because obviously it's not Bama, although Bama fans want a rematch. So uh, give me your thoughts on the – let me get your thoughts on the Tennessee-Alabama game. What a game. I mean, that was one of the best games to watch. I'm not an Alabama or a Tennessee fan, but that was was fun. Uh, Great football. I mean, down to the wire, you can't get much better than that. I mean – me personally, I thought Alabama was going to go ahead and kick that game-winning field goal because it's Alabama, and that's what Alabama does. They sneak through in these close games, and they always win it, but they didn't this time. I'd hate to be that kicker. I'm sure he didn't go to the campus for the rest of the week, you know, because I'd be a little, uh, you know, be looking over my shoulder. You know, somebody might be throwing stones or something at me, but uh, what a game. I mean, Bryce Young, even though they lost, he looked phenomenal. Bryce Young is, is legit. He, to the me, dude is insane. I, look, I love C.J. Stroud, but Bryce Young is starting to tug on my heartstrings, and I, I, yeah. I just, I don't, I trust Alabama quarterbacks as far as league play goes. And I mean, you look at Justin Fields. Justin Fields in college was amazing, and you know, Ohio State. Yeah. So, uh, he's only five nine, five ten, pushing five ten, depending on who we at, uh, who you ask. You know, his mom might say he's six foot. Yeah. Um, or his Tinder bio might say he's six yeah. foot, but he is looking like the best, like. Not arguably, some people will say C.J. Stroud, but he's doing a lot with little weapons. Because yeah, like a C.J. Stroud, who's got Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, Jackson, you know, the whole the whole slew of receiving cores over there. And that's no knock on C.J. because Ohio State is a powerhouse. You, you're supposed to have that. Like <laughs> you can't knock a quarterback for having good receivers. But Bryce Young is doing it at a more efficient level with less than CJ is in my opinion. Uh, and so, yeah, I like that Alabama Tennessee game. I look as a, again, as a Gator fan, I wanted them both to lose, but uh, Tennessee took it to them. And I had a feeling I, we, I mean, you even, you even said last podcast, it was like, stop the passing attack or, or, uh, you know, Hendon Hooker is going to uh, go off and that's exactly what he did. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though he had one interception, I mean, he had five TDs and 385 <laughs> yards. So, I mean, like it's Madden. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he made it for that one interception with five TDs. So, yeah. uh, great game. Loved it. Uh, every bit of it. Um, I'm glad that Tennessee won. I feel like Tennessee fans have kind of had this uh, just slew of bad luck year yeah. after year after year after year. And then, Finally, it's all kind of coming together. They're getting the pieces that they need to be an elite school and actually compete for a potential uh, title. So, yeah, I loved every bit of it. And did you did you see? Uh, I don't know if you were uh, going through the Twitter sphere, but there's a lot of Alabama fans saying that the game was rigged. That there need to be a, yeah. there needs to be a redo of a game. Imagine if Matt Ryan, uh, when he lost the Super Bowl after having 28 three lingos. The game was rigged. We need a redo. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I uh, I understand it. You know, uh, they're not used to losing. No. You know, it's Alabama. They win. Uh, so when they lose, it's kind of a, 
a little bit of a stinger and, and then try to come up with some way to either yeah. uh, make it unfair, like, oh, they cheated or, um, you know, we had the injuries or whatever it is. They'll come up with something to say, this is why we lost. In this case, they're saying that something happened in the game yeah. and they should redo the whole game for another opportunity. My thing is, this is a 50-50 game. It's going to be Alabama or Tennessee, and it's literally, I don't know who's going to win if they play again. Yeah. You no, know, it's it was that close of a game. And if they play a rematch, which isn't going to happen, I would still pick Tennessee, but it it's really a coin flip of who's going to win that game. Uh, but I think Alabama fans definitely need to take a seat and just accept the loss and like every other team, because there's always something that was missed during a game or something that was called well, yeah, that was incorrect and in every single game. To... Hold on. Let them dogs bark, bro. We've all got dogs, everybody that's listening and watching. Uh, you may hear some hounds howling. You may hear some yeah. <laughs> uh, huskies barking. You know, I got one right here behind me chewing on a bone. So uh, yeah. we are animal friendly and yeah. uh, pet friendly on this show yeah no I, so. my, my apologies listener uh listeners um listener <laughs> <laughs> accurate oh <laughs> called us out on the show huh? oh man i don't even know what i was about to say to be honest oh yeah so going on to your thing about uh calls so alabama fans also on top of wanting to redo the game are like it's not fair it's clear the rest are on tennessee side Tennessee got all the calls. Alabama never gets calls. And everybody from SEC country was like, you've got to be smoking crack because uh, Alabama always gets the calls uh, calls their way. Or there'd be a random pass interference when they're losing and they get 50 yards down the field and it's like, oh, okay. Well, it's Alabama, so you know they're going to get one or two calls their way. Because, always, uh, every game. The NCAA can't have their precious gem uh, of Alabama – Lose. It's the Patriots with Tom Brady, bro. Yeah, no, 100%. And That's what they are. And so I'm glad Alabama lost. Uh, not happy that Tennessee won, obviously, but happy that Tennessee won because it was against Alabama. So I guess my question remains is, uh, it, should Tennessee be ranked number one in the AP poll? I think they're ranked number two or three right now. Um, should we be ranked number one? And if, if not, then who is that team that you would – uh, put ahead of them? Uh, I do not think they should be number one yet. Uh, and the reason I say that is because they had to climb their way up. Ohio State's been in the top three since the beginning of the season. I don't think they've had a close game or a game where I really thought, eh, they're looking a little shady. You know, yeah. they got to get some pieces working. So it personally, I would say Ohio State deserves the number one spot. Maybe Tennessee at two. Uh, but I'm comfortable with them at three. I think it's an appropriate ranking. You beat Alabama. Alabama's a powerhouse. So yeah. I think where they're sitting right now is appropriate for them. Uh, but I would not be shocked or uh, I wouldn't be against them being number one. Like I wouldn't say, yeah, they don't deserve number one status. But, <clears throat> you know, and plus they haven't played like a really tough schedule so far mm. uh, outside of, I think, Alabama and Florida was a, a close game for them, but outside of Alabama, they haven't had a really tough schedule. So I think where they're at is uh, appropriate. Yeah. And now are we potentially 
being Notre Dame is here and talking about the future college football championship game here. Uh, Tennessee versus Ohio State, two powerhouse offenses. Um, Brew McCoy, Henning Hooker, obviously everyone knows. Uh, and then you got, you know, C.J. Stroud and the company. That's going to be a shootout. Are we? Is that? Is that? Do you think that's going to be the college football championship, or do you think Georgia, maybe Alabama, kind of sneaks in uh, there somehow? Uh, man, it's it's always tough to predict these types of things, but I don't I don't think I don't think Georgia is going to get back in this year, and I say that because they've had close games too many times for a defending champ and a team that's going to win it this year in my opinion. So I would, I would say Ohio state and Tennessee is a pretty good prediction to uh, see in the college football championship. So, and I would, in that case, I would probably lean towards Ohio state to win that one mm-hmm. uh, over Tennessee, but it would be an amazing game. It definitely be a shootout. It definitely be an amazing game. I would agree there. Um, with that being said, to continue to talking about the uh, the Tennessee Alabama game. After the game, everyone knows that the Tennessee fans stormed the field. They took the uh, goalposts and threw it into the river. Uh, but there was an incident that occurred. Uh, listeners, if you don't know, uh, there is a whole videotape on Twitter. So if you don't have Twitter, probably on Facebook as well. Um, their uh, Alabama's wide receiver Burton uh, he punched a girl in the face uh, after she uh, stormed the field, and now he's a uh, Facing legal, you know, not allegations, but legal um, legality. I don't know what kind of what the how to word that, but uh, <coughs> repercussions. There you go uh, for his actions. Obviously, definitely got caught on tape. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Should he be kicked off the team, suspended? Uh, if so, if, if suspended, how long uh, was suspension? Do you recommend? Uh, definitely suspended at the minimum. Uh, I mean, you just can't go around doing that. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a student. And, you know, just a student or a student athlete, you cannot go around just, you know, swinging on people, even if it's just one punch or whatever it is. Uh, I know this goes back to last week. We were talking about uh, Adams and how he was frustrated. And we can kind of understand how the frustration takes over. But you got to find a way to compose yourself and act professionally, because one, you have people looking up to you. There's kids out there that watch these football games that are like, I'm, I want to be just like them. And then after the game, you punch a chick, yeah. you know, and what, what kind of example are you setting for kids who want to grow to beat you? And to that point, for someone who's trying to make the NFL to do that on national television, yeah. dude, like if you were a potential, I don't think he's a potential first round pick, but like say second or third round pick, like, you just want to. You just locked yourself into being undrafted, to be honest, because what you're now known as is a woman beater, and no franchise wants to. Well, okay, it's the NFL. As long as you're not, you know, betting on games, you're good. But no franchise is going to take that risk of um, that image because you're not proven yet. And I say the NFL because everyone knows the NFL. They kind of throw things under the rug that probably yeah. shouldn't be. Um, you know. You kick a woman, you're suspended for one year. You you know punch somebody, you're suspended for six games. Assault somebody. Yeah, but. so the NFL <laughs> is a lot different. So the NFL is a business. I yeah. mean, it, that is its sole purpose is to generate revenue and provide a product. But college is like that now too, though, NIL. So, it, I mean. it is, yes. But the difference is you're here for an education. 
the added bonus of your education is you get to play a sport. Some people get their entire uh, education paid for on scholarship and others get NIL deals and some make it to the NFL. But it's still the main purpose of this supposed to be is your education. Yeah. So the NFL should I don't I don't agree with them. You know, I think they should kind of discipline people regardless of, you know, if it's a business or not. Yeah. But the reason why they don't crack down as hard on stuff like this is because that's money lost. You know, yeah. I mean, you know if the Raiders, yeah. if the Raiders were like, Hey, you know, Adams, you're, uh, you're suspended for uh, three games uh, for your actions. Uh, if I'm a Raiders fan, you know, I'm, like, I'm not going to go watch the Raiders without Adams. They yeah. already suck with them. <laughs> why, why would I want to go watch them suck even more without them? Yeah, yeah, you know, gotcha. and, and plus, I think Waller's out anyways, too. So then you have no Adams, no Waller. Yeah. Then you just have Derek Carr throwing out there to Renfro and Josh Jakes running the ball and getting like two yards. So, yeah, I'm good. So that's why the NFL does it. I think they should both college and the NFL should sit there and say, all right, you did wrong. It's on tape. We all know what you did. You're suspended for X amount or you're off the team. You know, because yeah. if I if I'm at if work, he gets away with the uh, the charges, I mean, he's still yeah. facing jail yeah. time. So, so if I'm at <clears throat> if I'm at work and I have a terrible day at work, and I'm in the parking lot, still on company property, and some lady like bumps into me because she just had a great day. You know, she just got the the big project. You know, she got a bonus and a raise, whatever. She bumps into me. I can't just you know you know, hit her with one real quick, you know, (laughs) you know, I'm in jail. I lost my job. You know, I don't get a, Hey, you know, kids are crying for two weeks. Yeah. You know, you know, I can't do that. So these players and uh, everything, they shouldn't be able to do that either. Yeah. That's, that's my take on it. But some people may disagree. No, I agree. I think um, if uh, the law doesn't get them and put them in jail for, you know, probably a year or so, whatever, I don't know the legality as far as how long that would be. But um, if they don't do it, I think either the remaining of the season or, you know, I mean, there's not much left in the season price. What I think six or seven games. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, that, that to me, it has to be the remaining of the season. You can't just punch a woman live on television. And because at that point, as for Nick Saban, if he just goes like, Hey, we'll suspend you for a game then and especially if the ncaa doesn't do anything and he's like all right we'll let the coach take care of it because nick saban all right suspended for a game that kind of looks bad on the program like okay they're okay with people just punching women because they're frustrated with the loss yeah. uh so to me it would have to be at least a season lost uh as far as football goes but i get yeah. your point as far as you know he's there for an education and everything but you know yeah. he might have thrown it away because he might be facing jail time so yeah well so I will give Saban the credit that is due because there's there's been a couple of instances throughout his coaching career with Alabama where a player has either broken the law or broke the team rules mm-hmm. or something of that sort. And Saban always takes action. He always speaks up uh, at conferences or at press conferences and to his team directly and lets them know that, hey, I don't care who you think you are you can't do these, these types of things. Yeah. You know, we have a certain standard at Alabama where, you know, you're to be respectful, you're to be professional, you're to uh, make the grade, whatever, 
uh, standard it is that they have to have. I think it's like a 2.5 GPA or something, but uh, he has those standards and it doesn't matter who it is. He will cut you. He will suspend you. He will take action because, you know, he's morally right in that aspect. You know, I don't know if he's a moral man overall, but in that aspect, he is just like the uh, Henry Ruggs stuff when that happened. He came out and spoke to all of his players and said, look, don't do this. You know, he was like, you know, this young man just threw his entire career away uh, for something stupid don't follow in those footsteps. So yeah. I will give him the credit out there. No, I agree there. Uh, it is a very unfortunate uh, mishappening um, overall. But it is, I don't want to say it is what it is, but um, it, I think it will be dealt with, like you said, uh, accordingly um, yeah. ahead. So everyone knows Brian Kelly, the man up north. Unfortunately. Comes down south. Fake Cajun accent, whatever you want to call him. Anyhow. LSU, <laughs> LSU's head coach. Uh, kind of looks like the guy from a water boy. Um, he has a podcast because, you know, coach coaches have to have a podcast um, when they're not, you know, doing football. And on his podcast, he said that an instant replay is ruining the game and says 10 out of 10 times the call usually stands unless it's LSU because the guys don't like the man from up north. And then he cites um, the fumble that AR uh, had against LSU this past uh, past week uh, from Harold Perkins. That it, it was rural fumble, and then it got overturned because the ref said, looking at it millisecond to millisecond, AR's hand was going forward, so therefore it was an incomplete pass, and it was overturned. So one, I want to point out that already negates your fact that you said ten out of ten times it stands because it just it got overturned. But yep. <clears throat> so. I guess my question is, is instant replay ruining the game or at least the flow of the game? Uh, like, do you agree with Brian Kelly to a point or to an extent? I will say the flow of the game is impacted by instant replay, but I will not say that it's ruining the game because there's an aspect of football that is of human nature to make errors and mistakes. And having instant replay can adjust that and mitigate the mistakes that refs make on the field because it's real time. You can't see everything uh, wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. And then each ref sees what happened at a different angle. So they may have saw it as this and this guy over here saw it as that. So then they have to go back, watch the instant replay, see what exactly happened. So I don't think that it's ruining the game at all. Uh, It's there as a buffer to ensure that calls are called correctly. Uh, And just because calls may not have gone in your favor over your career does not mean that it's a useless tool and should be deleted out of the game. Uh, maybe just uh, coach better. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they won. So they you don't have to go. Yeah. But, um, but maybe, maybe coach better. So throughout your career, you don't have to deal with instant replays. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, fix stuff on your own end. So, I mean, as a Gators fan, his hand was definitely going forward. The moment it happened, I was like, all right, that's going to be overturned. But, um, yeah. I mean, I get to his point because he does extend in his podcast where it's like, okay, he agrees with instant replays for all scoring and turnover plays. Um, and then given like each coach like one challenge flag, but to do it like almost every other play. I get that. I do yeah. get that because it does, it does mess up the flow of the game. But on yeah. important plays like that to where like, because that play technically if Florida's defense would have, 
stuck around and, uh, you know, actually played defense that day. Uh, at was making Florida point towards the towards the W because Anthony Richard ripped off an, like a 81 yard touchdown, um, and he started playing lights out and stuff like that. After that was overturned for um, by it, but it's just it, it does mess with the flow of the game because I understand where you're trying to go up tempo, especially with these a lot, a lot of these college offenses and stuff like that. But it also it's important because you'll see certain games to where like. Did the did you lose the game because of a bad call from the refs or a bad kind of you know a bad call on the field? And then yeah. as a coach, you're like, we were winning this game. All of a sudden, a bad just a random bad call completely shifted momentum and we lost the game. You know, they they look at it and they fix the issue, and you no longer lose because of that instance. So, and a lot of people I know. You, me, I think a lot of sports fans are annoyed when they're watching their football team and they're, they're like, oh, that's a bad call. And then the refs go, okay, we'll look at, you know, not, uh, they don't hear us, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Taylor Taylor uh, said that that was a bad call on uh, Oklahoma, yeah. so let, let's look at that. But you know what I mean? Like, they go yeah, look I'm at it and they overturn it. Okay, you know what? We did make a mistake. Let's change it. And then, you know, Oklahoma puts up three points finally. So... <laughs> It's all love, man. I'm sorry. You'll turn it around with Jackson Arnold. Man's the truth. On side note, side note. I thought there was some shade coming. <laughs> side note, I think that uh, Jackson Arnold will probably be, um, if not Arch Manning. I know everyone says Nico, who's going to Tennessee, or uh, Melikai, who's going to USC. But I honestly think Jackson Arnold, that's going to Oklahoma. He is such a phenomenal athlete. Just watching. Yeah, he's a stud. He, he is fast. He's a throw a pure thrower of the football. But that's a side note. Oklahoma got a good one. But um, look, I rambled. I didn't know where, where I'm going with this. Yeah, he's good. Oklahoma's yeah, going to be in good hands with him. Good hands. Let's move on to the next one. Actually, I got one more thing. Uh, everybody hates something, such as the instant replay, uh, until they need it exactly. to go in their favor. There you so. go. There you go. Until until you eventually, need it. yeah. Eventually he'll be like, oh man, I'm glad we have instant replay because that saved us there. But until yeah. then, he's gonna hate it. And but that's how it goes. All right. So moving on. I don't know. If, you know, college football on Thursday is kind of no one really watches it, especially when it's Georgia Tech versus uh, Virginia, uh, and there's going on at the exact same time as Thursday night football. Um, didn't even know that game was on. Yeah, I didn't either until like you know Twitter. But uh, Twitter brought to my attention. So uh, UVA won, Virginia won, sixteen to nine. But Georgia Tech quarterback Zach Gibson had three seconds to uh, to throw the ball. And uh, we'll throw it here for the viewers if you're watching on YouTube. This will be the There's final play of the He's game. He's got three seconds. It's the last play of the game. Just throw Gibson it up. Who cares if you throw an interception? You got to try to win. And he just runs out of bounds. And he's just going to end the game. It. And <laughs> your coach has got to be like, what are you doing? Just just throw it. And that, that the thing is, Taylor, that's not even the wildest thing. You know, that's one, that, that is probably the wildest thing that happened in the game. But Virginia also had a wild play. It was just kind of bad. I mean, it's two bad football teams, you know, Georgia yeah. Tech and Virginia. Um, Virginia, the um, <clears throat> kick returner. Can't tell me that for he, uh, he took a knee at the three-yard line instead of waving fair catch. Uh, I, I think if you're third down at the three-yard line for his offense. 
So, oh man, for being two really smart schools, those are some two of the biggest, dumbest plays I've ever seen. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, watching it, I, I, I think it was more of a, I, I honestly don't know like what would cause somebody to run out of bounds as the game's about, like, you, you know, you're down, this is the last play of the game. Any other sane quarterback that has ever played the game of football from Wee to high school to college to the NFL is going to launch that thing downfield and hope one of your players catches it. If it's an interception, oh, well, the game's over. (laughs) Yeah, that's your shot. But to run out of bounds to <laughs> what I what I can only imagine is maybe he thought there was some more time on the clock, maybe. But as a quarterback, you got another. There's three seconds yeah. left, <laughs> and, and you there should be a play clock right down right in front of him in the end yeah. zone. He should have been able to be like, oh, it's, that's zero, not a eight or something. <laughs> I don't know. But the only reason you should ever run out of bounds like that is if you're trying to stop the clock. And in this situation, it made zero sense. So. I have no idea what was going through his mind and kneeling at the three yard line. I've never seen that happen in my entire life. Makes zero sense. Oh man. He's like, I want my offense to work for this touchdown. There's just something about Thursday night football, whether it's college or the NFL, uh, except for this past NFL game was actually a decent game to watch. Yeah, but on game. average, something about Thursday nights, it's just not good for football. Yeah, no, it's not. Definitely uh, something. So, uh, with that being said, we just talked about Georgia Tech. Dan Mullen, former Florida coach, Mississippi State coach, was seen in the Atlanta airport uh, down there in Georgia. And uh, Georgia Tech has an opening head coaching job. Do you think uh, – I mean, there's a couple of jobs out there, Nebraska and stuff like that. Do you think he takes this Georgia Tech job if they – if that's what he's in Georgia for, um, do you think it'll be a good fit? I mean, can't get much worse than they already are. Yeah. I, would... I mean, I think, I think it'll be a good fit. He's played uh, or not played, but he's coached Florida. So he has uh, some experience under his belt as far as a, a top program. So he can bring some of that knowledge in. And I know you don't like Dan Mullen. I don't think anybody really I think likes he's Dan a great. Mullen. I think he's a great offensive mind, but he's a horrible recruiter. Yeah. And so I think yeah. that if he goes to Georgia he's Tech, lazy. He, he's, he's lazy. He's extremely lazy. Yeah, he's a lazy when um, it comes to the recruiting. But I think a benefit of him going to say uh, out, he's only ever coached in the SEC. So if he leaves to go to Georgia Tech, he's not competing with SEC coaches to get these four or five yeah. star players because let's be honest, four or five star players aren't going, hey, I'm going to Georgia Tech. But when it comes to recruiting, it, it's going to be a little easier for him. And honestly, he's an offensive minded genius. So to turn Georgia Tech's offense and team around, he could do that um, because they don't play top talent. So I think if he take the Georgia if he takes the Georgia Tech job, I think he'll be one of the better coaches in uh, in their division, and he could turn the program around. in Georgia Tech, I mean, there's not much you can do, um, especially because it, I think Georgia Tech requires a higher GPA for uh, scholarship athletes to attend, um, kind of like Stanford and stuff like that, <coughs> due to it being a very prestigious in uh, school, uh, athletic-wise, or uh, academic-wise. Uh, but I think that he's not competing with Kirby Smart. He's not competing with uh, Nick Saban and, um, you know, Brian Kelly now for recruits. 
Uh, it's going to be a little easier on him. I think it's a good fit. Um, I don't think he's only going to like Nebraska, but... Uh, no, I think I mean, out of the openings that are out there right now, I think it would be the best fit. Just like you said, there's not much effort that needs to go into the recruiting because of who they play and what their schedule looks yeah. like. Uh, like you said, he he's a good offensive coach, so he's going to be able to change what they have going on hopefully they uh work on uh everything you know their quarterback situation <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll agree with you i don't like him though no I after think everything i heard about him that yeah. came out once he left florida i was like Ugh. yeah he's very pretentious and then the fact that he just yeah. legit just quit on his team but yeah. when it comes to recruiting the lower end guys like you know you can get some four stars to georgia tech but when you're going to the house and going hey I coached Tim Tebow and won a championship with Florida, and I coached in the SEC. It's going to attract more slightly bigger name uh, recruits than Georgia Tech's you you know used to getting uh, in the past. So I yeah. think it'd be a they're going to they're going to have to go deep into that pocketbook though. No, hundred percent. He's not going to sit there and come from chump change. Nope. Um. With that being said, I mean, man, let's. I think for college, that's it. Outside, of let's go into these game predictions, man. Let's run it. Let's get it. All right, I'm pulling it up now. It's actually a game on tonight. Look at that. Temple versus Tulsa. Temple's up 10-0, and UAB versus Western Kentucky. UAB's up. All right. Shout out to those programs. All right, uh, we got Iowa versus Ohio State next, or first. Ohio State. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, Not Iowa's much to Iowa. say on that one. Yeah, and then we got the big UT Martins, who are 4-2, and two, going against number three, Tennessee. Not much to say on that one either, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee there. Uh, we have Syracuse versus Clemson. Syracuse is 6-0, and Clemson's 7-0. Uh, Will this be the upset to finally get Clemson? <laughs> we, we don't like Clemson. Will this be the upset to get Clemson way out of here? This is going to be my upset game. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling for Syracuse on this one. Definitely. Somebody has to show that Clemson is not the school everybody's saying they are. Yeah, Somebody. I, I'm going Why Syracuse. not Syracuse? I'm going the I'm going the Syracuse Orange, man. They, they are the proper orange. Yep. All right. Um they got and they got a really good defense over there at Syracuse. So hopefully they pull it out for us. Again, sorry guys if you're listeners and you're Clemson fans. Uh, we try to be unbiased, but uh Clemson this year is just I just don't I don't buy it. Um we got twenty one Cincinnati versus SMU. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, uh and then we got number seven, Ole Miss versus LSU. Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I, I, mm. Ole Miss hasn't really played anyone, and LSU has been on the up. I think yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think I'm gonna go LSU. Uh, so I don't know if you want to split there, but I, I like Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss. Huge believer in Zach Evans, and Jackson Dart is a he's an adequate uh, quarterback. So, you know, I like Ole Miss, but. LSU past couple weeks have kind of turned it on uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So they lost. They're one of two of their games in the past two weeks. They're five and two. Listen, if you're good enough to beat my Gators, well then you're probably every team right now. But (laughs) 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 but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, LSU just as my upset, man. That's gonna have to. This is gonna be a really good game. Uh, UCLA number nine versus number ten Oregon five and one. Mm, Bo Nix. I'm going UCLA. I'm, 
I'm going to UCLA. That that team is nasty. Yeah. I'm going to UCLA. I know Bo Nix is playing some good football uh, right now, which I hate to say because I, I thought he was a, a trash can. But UCLA, they have – they're a good team. I'm going to UCLA. Yeah, I would uh, I would have to agree, man. I, I don't See, Oregon's good. I'm going to have to go UCLA. I think Chip Kelly – when I look at UCLA now – it reminds me of the Oregon of old when Chip Kelly was there at Oregon. Uh, the yeah. offense is super dynamic. It's fast tempoed. Uh, it's perfect, obviously not for the NFL. You know, rip his Eagles career. Uh, in my couple of seasons I had with him Beach. and Deshaun McCoy and Deshaun Jackson and well, side note. But anyways, he is a great college coach. And anyone who ever doubts Chip Kelly was just, you know, his first couple of years at UCLA they struggled, but he didn't have his guys yet. Now that he has his guys, I mean, DTR. At quarterback is absolutely lighting it up. Um, so I think I'm, I think I'm going UCLA. Uh, I don't want to doubt Chip Kelly in uh, in college. You know he's won a couple titles. So, um, but shout out to Bo Nix. You know you're proving us wrong. We both you know had you in the gutter. Um, then we got uh, number twenty Texas versus number eleven Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State just took an L to TCU. So yeah, I'm going Texas and. I'm indifferent on this one. They're both good teams. They below, both have yeah. a really good offense. Uh, but I think Texas is going to take it because I – one, Bijan Robinson is just unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, the, you're not putting anything together uh, to yeah. stop him. Sorry, dog is freaking out over here. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm going Texas. I think the uh, power of the mullet also is going to help them uh, yeah, win. Yeah, Quinn Ewers, he is a monster. Yeah, Ewers, that, that, that mullet just blows in the wind <laughs> perfectly. So I'm going Texas on that Very one. Majestic. Uh, I like Oklahoma State. I'm going to go – I think Oklahoma State's defense is pretty solid. Um, although they did just give a bunch of points to TCU. I, I think I'm going to go Texas too. I'm going to agree with you, Bajon Robinson. And I'm a huge believer in Xavier Worthy at wide receiver. Absolutely. I know when he, he can't come out this upcoming year, but the following year, he's going to be first-round draft pick. I think that team is littered. That Texas team is littered with talent. And uh, so I'm going to go Texas as well. Um, but just a little side note on Bajon Robinson. He's supposed to go like late first, you know, early second. The Eagles hold the 31st pick in the draft right now currently and the fourth. So we could get Will Anderson and then in the last pick of the first round, pick up Bajon Robinson and talk about a first round. That's all I'm saying. Speaking into existence. Um, then we go to Boston College and Wake Forest. Wake Forest number 13, 5-1. Uh, I'm going to go Wake Forest. I think like I think Boston College is like 1-5 or something. 2-4. and four. Well, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Give them that extra win. Yeah, I'm yeah. going Wake Forest as well. And then we have – so congratulations to Tulane. This is a year for many first. Tulane's first time ever being ranked, you know, a couple weeks ago. Kansas is like – for the first, not Kansas' first time, Kansas' first time in a while, and then JMU's first time, although no, no longer ranked because <laughs> the first time they got ranked, they lost to Georgia Southern. But uh, congratulations to Lane, first time you're ranked in program history, number 25. Um, you're 6-1 and one going against Memphis. Who you got? You there? think uh, he's either lost in concentration, guys, or he froze. 
Uh, I'll give my prediction. I think I'm going to go with uh, Tulane here. Um, <clears throat> uh, Shad Clayton, the running back, is a monster at running back for the Tulane uh, Green Waves. And um, here we'll, there we go. Uh, here. Yep. All right. You're still froze in, for a second, but we're we're good. Your screen's still frozen, unless you're still in deep concentration. There you go. No, I, okay. I, I am not in deep concentration. <laughs> all right, all. so I was telling them I'm going with uh, when we waited for it to unfreeze that uh, I'm going with Tulane. I think Ashad Clayton, we talked about him. Uh, actually, one of our most popular posts on Twitter um, when he transferred over from Colorado. Uh, he's been playing lights out for the, the green waves, and I think I'm going to go with Tulane here. I've got Tulane as well. I think they've been playing really good ball. Mm. Uh, the only game I watched of there so far was against ECU. ECU is not a bad team, but uh, mm. Tulane just ran circles around them. Yeah. All right. Then we got the uh, the big Alabama just fresh off of their first L of the season to Tennessee against Mississippi State. I don't think Alabama will go back-to-back losses. I've got Alabama. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think Nick Saban writes that ship. I think going Alabama as well. Uh, then we got Penn State versus Minnesota. Uh, Penn State. All right. Uh, I have to agree. I think Penn State is a pretty good team. They're fresh off an L as well. I don't think they go back-to-back. Um, then we got our last game is Kansas State versus TCU. Uh, back at this old. We old. called them pretenders. We called them pretenders. You've we did. Play, you've played both. You've played Kansas State and TCU. Yeah, Kansas State looked terrible yeah uh but i'm gonna go tcu they uh they've they've proved us both wrong uh so i think they deserve to get our vote not that it means much to them yeah yeah. uh not that they'll even ever hear this but uh i'm gonna go tcu i think they got it yeah Uh, he froze again i'm gonna go tcu as well uh and while we wait for him to come back and unfreeze for us uh, to the listeners sitting there on Spotify or Apple Podcast, or maybe you're listening to on YouTube, on. Uh, make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell notification on YouTube to let you know to be notified when we're live or a new episode is out. Um, this week, mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting ready to upload after this episode two and three because I wasn't able to upload episode two last week uh, because I didn't realize you had to pay you know, to upload podcast or RSS feed uh, each month for Unlimited. So we got our first episode free, you know. Congratulations. But uh, we'll get that uh, situated. So two for the price of one today or tonight. Uh, With that being said, Thursday night football. Let's get into it. The NFL. I don't know what you guys, thoughts and opinions. Uh, My first thought is uh, <clears throat> Dalton sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that man is hot garbage. That man has always been. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's always oh, been no. hot he, garbage. He played pretty but, good with the Bengals for yeah. a couple years. But that man is a absolute con artist. The fact that he's still <laughs> in the league. Uh, throw Jameson because this man ain't it. Well, Jameson ain't it. Fair. Andy's only playing because Jameis has been hurt. So, yeah, I, I don't care. Throw Jameis in with a crutch. I don't care. Okay, Someone get Mike McDaniel's on the medical staff here. Yeah, 
because Dalton ain't it, man. That was a terrible display by him. Yeah, uh, horrible. The Cardinals look fantastic. I mean, oh, they're playing the Saints now. Right? So. I, I'm just saying. Look, I'm breaks. just saying. It, it it is the NFL. Good teams can look bad against bad teams. That's the NFL. But they looked really good against yeah. the Saints. I mean, their defense was on point, and then uh, their offense was on point. They finally have D Hop back, which was nice to see. He put up D-hop. I think 100 plus yards. Yeah, 100 plus yards. Uh, so he played really well. Uh, the only negative thing I have to say outside of Andy Dalton being a walking trash can is Kyler Murray needs to be uh, put in check. You cannot be a NFL starting quarterback and talking to your coach the way that he they was. Did, last they night. did talk about it and said they they like it. It got below, they said they got blown up more than it, it should have. But I agree on live um, television. You can't be telling them basically. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what it was, uh, all that did was make him look weak for letting his quarterback talk to him like that. You know, if I'm a head coach and I have a player talking to me like that, I'm pulling a interim coach at the Panthers and trading you the next day. <laughs> Yeah. You know, well, like Robbie Anderson, you know, he got into the face of his uh, wide receiver coach and then the head coach was like, no, yeah. we're not having that here. And then, you know, he was shipped off to the Cardinals next day. There are talks that this might be the last year Cliff Kingsbury is there. Um, I I, th- I think that would be reasonable because he's had insane talent, especially for the last two years, minimum. Yeah. And he's been unable to do anything with it. You know, they. Yeah for the most part, the offense looks stagnant half of the year. And then their defense is mediocre half the year. I just, I think that he's been given a really good opportunity. And he's just yet weapons. to do anything. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I would, I don't think anybody would disagree that this should be his last season. Yeah. I mean, uh, I want to give flowers to Chris Olave, the rookie had 106 yards. Um, and then the running back, uh, Eno Benjamin had 113 yards as well. Um, they had, they had a, you know, Nice day uh, on both sides of the ball there, and then obviously D Hop came back. Um, I don't know. Did you see the Kyler Murray D Hop kind of talked on the sideline, and D Hop was like, "Hey man, like you know, I'm open like every time." I don't know if you remember that. And all of a sudden after that, which is click, click, click. Yeah, I and, did see uh, that. Yeah, D Hop was on the bench, and he was like, "My my man, like I am open. <laughs> if there could be somebody on me, and I am still open. Yeah. Okay, I am DeAndre Hopkins. You should know what I can do." Yeah. Throw me the ball. So, uh, I mean, it's D-Hop. Throw him the ball. I yeah. agree with that. You know, you don't waste the talent that's out there on the field for you, you know. Yeah. Use it to your uh, use it to your benefit. So, Colin Coward, um, just kind of like the one of the last things I want to touch up on the game, uh, or the players, I guess. Uh, Colin Coward today on his show said, Russ for Kyler. Kyler doesn't trust Cliff Kingsbury or the owner of – the Cardinals and Russ, you know, they're kind of Russ is kind of an older Kyler. Their Broncos are looking to get younger and find someone to build around because they're obviously not championship contenders right now. And the Cardinals have all the pieces outside of, you know, they still have a quarterback. Kyler's a decent quarterback, but as far as would that be a happy marriage for either side and should that be done? I, I mean, I don't think they're going to trade him, but you know, just kind of give me your thoughts on the. Uh, kind of kind of that situation 
Say that one more time. I'm sorry. I just had a text message come through. I was saying, give me your thoughts on that situation of uh, if or should the Cardinals and the Broncos uh, before the trade deadline maybe um, think about swapping quarterbacks? No. Okay. Cardinals, <laughs> like the, Card- the Cardinals would lose. That would that would be instant. That would enter them into an instant rebuilding phase, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, I think the Broncos were hoping that they were getting like a Peyton Manning type of situation yeah. again, uh, which uh, unfortunately for them did not turn out to. Can only be beat that. the drum. Can only beat the drum yeah. so many times. My goodness. Running around like a wide receiver trying to get open back there, man. (laughs) Uh, No, I I I think that would be a uh, a ludicrous uh, trade for the Cardinals to make. I think Kyler is their uh, franchise quarterback for at least the next five years. Uh, He's very talented, very mobile. Uh, He just needs to get his attitude in check because he is a very whiny and Call of Duty's coming out. Yeah, that's true. So. Uh, the next couple of weeks are not going to look good for the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, no, playing. but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that'll, uh, I don't think that should happen, will happen, yeah. or anything like that. No, I, I agree there. I think that because to me, with Russell Wilson, we we talked about it. How do you go from being a Pro Bowl quarterback to not being able to read a standard defense? I mean, this is like high school level top quarterback stuff that he's just not doing correctly. Um, Hold on so, one second. I got you. All right, go. Sorry. I read your lips. Winter stop, and then. No, no, my dad was calling up here. Oh, I <laughs> see Winter jump on the bed and jump down. I thought you were yelling. Yeah, she she's a she's got the zoomies right now. She is a uh, ball of energy at this moment. Yeah, she's a husky, so. Yeah, I'm gonna have to let her out after this because she is running wild. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I I think that uh. I think the Cardinals are in a good spot, and I, I, I get where Coward's coming from. You're kind of trying to make all parties happy here. Um, yeah. But as a franchise, it would be a dumb move, in my opinion. Uh, with that being said, <clears throat> there is some big news. It is, trade deadline is coming up. Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. to the 49ers. That's what everyone's talking about right now. Uh, does this make the... 49ers a Super Bowl contender um and then did who who won that trade you know um I think the uh what the uh, Panthers get uh for the trade let me see like they got a couple of uh, draft picks yeah they got like uh this year's second round next year's second round third round or they got their second four, third and fourth round this year and their fifth round next year uh for Christian yeah. McCaffrey um, I will say that the uh, one, I do not believe that the 49ers are now Super Bowl contenders because uh, their biggest issue is at quarterback. Uh, Jimmy G is a good stand in for now, uh, but he is not an elite quarterback. That's he's, gonna be able he's, to but that he has brought the 49ers. Uh, and I forgot about this. My dad actually brought this too much. He did bring the 49ers a couple years ago to the Super Bowl. Yes, and uh, he does have a winning record in the league, so he's he's serviceable. And if you, I think if you put Christian McCaffrey around him, you got Debo Samuel, you've got George Kittle, um, in their backup running back now is Elijah Mitchell. Um, so see, that's the thing though. 
that's the thing. Russell Wilson was a Super Bowl winning quarterback and a quarterback that took his team to the Super Bowl. And now he can't read a defense. Right. Uh, Matthew Stafford uh, took the Rams to the Super Bowl last year and won the Super Bowl. This year he sucks. And that's just a fact. Okay. Fact. He sucks. I mean, outside of being a Rams fan, I think everybody can agree that Matthew Stafford is having a terrible season. Uh, Jimmy G is at this stage in his career, I would say a mediocre quarterback. And I think all 49ers fans, especially the ones that I've been talking to uh, off and on uh, this past couple of weeks, can agree that he is not the guy. Uh, is he a player that can take a team to a Super Bowl? Potentially, but not this team. Uh, and who won the trade? The Panthers won that trade. Christian McCaffrey is a injury-prone running back who is most likely exiting the prime of his career. And the Panthers have sneakily uh, entered into a rebuilding phase throughout this season. Most teams do it in the off season, but they, the Panthers have entered a it, rebuilding. Right? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they entered a rebuilding phase mid season and uh, they got, uh, I think, what was it? Three picks. Yeah. Uh, I think four picks. They got yeah. the second, third, four, fourth yeah. this year. And then the second, I think next year. Yeah, so they snuck away with uh, some additional picks uh, for this offseason to assist with the rebuilding. I would say they definitely won. Um, uh, the 49ers, I just, I, I don't, I don't see Christian McCaffrey really producing what they want for the long haul. Listen, will he have McCaffrey, like? Though, I'll Kyle say you'll have a couple offenses. That danger. If he can stay healthy, if he can yeah. stay healthy, I mean, it's still Christian that, that, McCaffrey. I don't want to downplay the thing. If he can yeah, stay that, healthy, that, 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 that's my only issue. Is uh, when he's healthy, Christian McCaffrey is one of the best running backs out there, and and that you cannot deny that. Yeah. That is an absolute fact. The issue is the man cannot stay healthy at all. You know, yeah. as soon as he entered the league, it was just every single season it's injured, injured, injured. You know, it's as a running back who takes hits all the time, that's a big issue. I mean, that happened with uh, Todd Gurley. I mean, he was injured and then it was just a downward spiral. Yeah. And then today he officially for retired. the second time, I don't know why he came out again, but for the second time yeah. he officially retired, you know, it just, it takes a toll on the running back. They are the, I think, what is it like, an average running backs in the league for like three or four years. Yeah, it's you know, uh, that, I think it's four to five. But they have a very yeah. short uh, shelf life compared to like receivers and uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, so, et cetera, so so we're there. You know, we are yeah. already there with Christian McCaffrey and yeah, uh, with his injuries and everything. It's, I mean, I don't know. I think it was a big gamble for the 49ers. I hope it pays off for them. Uh, you know, as a football fan, because they do have a good team. Outside of the quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. I would uh, – I mean, they got a all-pro uh, left tackle in Trent Williams. They have, again, Brendan Iowick and uh, – They've got Nick Bosa. Debo and Nick Bosa, um, George Kittle, C CMC now. They have a squad. And, uh, I mean, there's some people saying that they have a better um, – and on paper, they do – a better offensive uh, – uh, Swiss Army knife personnel, I guess. 
Uh, then the Eagles right now, everyone's comparing themselves to the Eagles because A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, and Dallas Goddard. And you would say Kill is better than Goddard. You know, Devo is better than um, – I, I wouldn't – is, you know, Debo better than A.J. Brown? That That's more up for debate. Uh, can he do more than A.J. Brown? Yes, because, I mean, Debo can be a star running back and Christian McCaffrey can be a star slot receiver. So, um, you know, it, it, definitely a dynamic offense, but I, I do agree. I think Jimmy G – I just – I don't know. I don't believe in Jimmy G all too much anymore. Uh, if you're asking earlier in his career, then yes. Um, but he's getting to the tail end of his career as far as where his talent – he's kind of hit that ceiling, that uh, plateau. And I think no matter how much talent you surround him with, that he's just – he's going to be the one holding the team back. But if he could play game manager, who knows? They might sneak into the playoffs, um, in my opinion. So I, I personally think that the uh, the 49ers win the trade if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. Yes, if he stays healthy, I, I'll agree. All right. Uh, so we move on to the, the trade deadlines coming up. Elijah Moore requested a trade. Everybody knows that. Uh, they already said they're not trading him. Um, but combo their names on the bullet are Mike Gusecki, uh, Brian Burns, Kadarius Tony, DJ Moore, and Chase Claypool. Uh, any of those names stand out to you? And uh, if so, which player and which team do you think they go to? So the only one that stands out for me personally, and I think you might agree with this one, is Kadarius Tony. Uh, the mm. dude, he is raw talent, <clears throat> uh, insane speed, uh, insane agility. I mean, the dude is wildly talented and naturally gifted mm -hmm. and his football iq is extremely high for somebody who just recently uh started playing the game of football uh i would love to see him go somewhere else because the giants just for some reason one don't use them and when they do use them they don't know how to use them yeah so i would love to see him exit the giants organization and go somewhere else as far as where to go I don't know, maybe the Rams. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where he would go, honestly. I'm not sure where he could really fit in. Maybe uh, he could go to Monday. the Chiefs. I think the, oh, Chiefs, the Chiefs would yeah. absolutely utilize him appropriately. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay would be a good fit because, I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers needs somebody out there. Yeah. Um, the only other one would probably be Chase Claypool. Um, I don't really think he's like a superstar. Uh, I think he's, he's top three, a mediocre. Apparently, apparently. apparently. Uh, he's not even top three in his team, but uh, in my personal opinion, I would say I don't know where he would go, but I don't. I think his time with the Steelers is definitely over, yeah. uh, or at least coming to an end. Uh, but I don't know where he would go as far as uh, Burns, Moore, and uh, Gasecki. I, I really don't know where I could see them going. Mm -hmm. um, DJ Moore. I don't know. Those, those four, I really don't know where I could see them going uh, or what their future is going to hold. I got you. I think that Chase Claypool goes to Green Bay. I'm just going to throw these at do a quick rundown. I think Kadarius Tony needs to go to a team that doesn't have turf. It doesn't matter what team he's going to excel at as long as he doesn't have turf because his hamstrings can't take the turf. Uh, and, you know, that's why he's always injured because uh, turf is horrible on uh, athletes. Um, I think Brian Burns potentially gets snick, snuck to the Eagles for our late first round pick. Um, I think Mike Gusecki goes to a tight end needy team. I can't name that off the top of my head, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then I think DJ Moore either goes to, um, I'd like to say either the Rams 
or the um, the Ravens. Uh, I think the Ravens need a wide receiver one. And I could also Absolutely. see DJ Moore going to the Colts uh, to pair up with Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. That's where I would put those guys. Um, with that being said, we'll move on. We'll see. You know, we'll be monitoring. It is trade deadlines coming up. So you'll see everyone just monitor Twitter. You know, it's going to blow up Adam Schefter and all of them are going to – we're going to find out soon enough. Um, with that being said, I like to play a little game called The Price is Right, Taylor. I kind of explained it to you. Guys, I'm explaining to you. One dollar. Um, we're going to spin a wheel for the team. We should get two teams. Um, I'll say the team. I'll say Taylor. Uh, this is your team. And then I'll spend a dollar amount, one dollar, uh, fifty dollars, or a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars means if it lands on hundred dollars and say it's the uh, the Eagles, and that means you think they're a Super Bowl contender, you're buying that. Now, if it says the Eagles are one dollar, and which means one dollar means they're you know they're dog crap, and complete rebuild mode, not contenders, they're they're just trash. You would say I, I'm selling them at one dollar because they're you know they're worth more. Yeah. Um kind of get that away so with that being said let me pull the wheel up the nfl teams uh taylor your first team will be all right the commanders and then let's see how much if you're gonna buy or sell them all right uh we're sitting there at the commanders at one dollar i would buy them at a dollar all right, there you go. <laughs> they're not they're not that good, so I, I think I would sit at a dollar there too. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what a terrible see. first team. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the Saints. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. pretty much mirroring each other there. The Saints for fifty. Do I feel neutral on the Saints? Where they think they're a decent enough team to go to the playoffs? And they're in a slight rebuild, but not too dramatic. No, I'm selling the Saints at 50. I think that they are in a very horrible spot right now. Um, I'm glad as an Eagles fan because we hold their first pick. So right now we're at pick number four. Um, yeah, I'm selling them at $50. They're not a neutral team that's on the up and coming at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, Taylor, this next team of yours is going to be, and your last team to tell me if you're going to buy or sell, is the the Seahawks, and we will we will play spin this wheel. It's time for Taylor if he's buying the Seahawks at a dollar. I'd buy them at a dollar. You buy them at a dollar. So you don't you don't think they're that good of a team? I put them at fifty dollars. No. I'd buy them for fifty dollars. I think I would think they're neutral on that uh, aspect. I don't think I, they're a great team, but I don't think they're a bad team. Yeah. Well. There's a lot that needs to get worked on on that team. One, uh, Pete Carroll needs to go, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, they need an actual quarterback. Geno Smith is doing good, but he's – I mean, it's just a fact that he's not a franchise quarterback. It's just plain and simple. He's As, playing great football now, though. I don't want to sleep no, on No, he Gino. is. No, he is. But, I mean, you cannot be a mediocre quarterback from the beginning of your career till now and then suddenly become yeah. an elite quarterback, you know. So th there's no shot. Uh, so that, just my opinion. No, I, okay, I got you. I got you. I got the Dolphins. I rolled it while you were talking so we could uh, speed it up at $50. I'm buying them at $50 because I don't think yeah. they're great. 
but I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're on the upcoming. They have the pieces. I think two is playing well when he, you know, is not seeing three different people at once. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna buy them at a, at the fifty dollars. They're not necessarily a hundred dollar team, but they're not a one dollar team as well. I would agree with that. All right, with that um, being said, I don't know if you have your weekly superlative. Um, if you don't, I'll give you time and I'll say mine first if you want. Yeah, go with yours um, first. So most likely uh, to hang up the phone because his squad needs him, Kyler Murray. Call of Duty's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it? God, uh, man, I thought I was going to have more time here. Uh, okay. Um, I'll say most likely to succeed. I'll, I'm going to go Chris Olave. He looks, he looks, uh, he looks comfortable. Uh, mm. you know, a, a lot of rookies come out there and they kind of look a little timid. Uh, but Chris Olave looks really settled already. I think if they get him a really good quarterback, uh, to throw to him i think he could really shine i mean he's already shining uh with what he has now but i think uh you know you you add on to that and i'm telling you that kid's gonna explode imagine if they had their first round pick and could pick up a a cj stroud or bryce Young. too bad they gave it to the eagles (laughs) (laughs) all right guys with that being said that is the boost weekly superlatives we're gonna go into the nfl predictions but like always, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure you follow us on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening from home uh, through those ventures, thank you very much. Uh, we do greatly appreciate you. With that being said, Taylor, the first game is going to be the Browns versus the Ravens. Who you got? We got to write these down for our bet. Would you like me to go over last week's uh, real quick? Yeah, we can go over last week's. Who won last week? Who, who's up? All right. Now? So you won. Yeah. You won last week. So I'm counting ties as one point for each of us. All right. So, like, if we tie, like, we both pick the winner, we get a point. If we both pick the loser, you still get a point. Actually, no, I'll do we don't get a point uh, for losing if we both chose the losing team. Um, With that said, uh, you got 12 right. Okay. And I got eight right. All right. 12 to eight. so you're you got me on that one all right not looking good for you man no i'm not far behind you know wild week you could catch up man you could catch up i could all right there's a chance browns versus ravens give me that uh give me that uh prediction uh i'm going ravens all right i'm going ravens i i hope that when it comes down to the fourth quarter they're able to uh do something there Lamar, if you want that money, you're going to have to earn it in the fourth. I'm going to go Ravens as well. Uh, then right. we got the the Buccaneers versus the uh, Christian McCaffrey Panthers. It, Christian McCaffrey lists Panthers. I think the Bucks are going to take this. I think, one, the 49ers are going to have to fit uh, CMC in there. And, two, I think uh, Tom Brady's out for blood right now. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers over the Panthers as well because Panthers, like we said, are in complete rebuild mode. Uh, and Baker Mayfield uh, and Sam Darnold are just yeah, not it. 
Um, then we got the so far we're even. We've taken the same team. So we got the Falcons versus the Bengals. Both are three and three. That we could split here. I've got the Bengals. All right. Uh, I'll take the Falcons. I'll go ahead and split here. I'll take the split. I, I will say the Falcons are a good pick here because they're a sneaky team. Yeah. They are. They Kyle just Pitts don't seem good. Now. But yeah, they don't seem like they're a really good team. But they're they're winning games. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Falcons there. Then we have the Cowboys versus the Lions. Dak is back. Uh, I got the Cowboys. All right, I'm going Cowboys as well. The Lions' defense is just abysmal. I yeah. think that uh, their offense is great, but their defense is just not it. I think they that one win they got, it's probably all they'll get this year. Most likely. Um, and then we got the Giants versus the Jaguars. Uh, Giants. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to be tied for everything. No, I'm going to go Jags here. Hey, you I, went I with think... the Jags against the Colts, and uh, I'm surprised you're still at at home right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with the yeah. I'm going to go with the Jags. I think they're playing good football. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on the Giants yet. They are five and one, but I just I'm not sold on them 100% yet. I think they're oh, same here, team, but, but but I'll never be sold on the Jags. Uh, this Jags are a sneaky team, man. I mean, if you're trying they to get into the playoffs and you're the Colts, name the Colts, you know, they could beat you. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Colts, we have the Colts versus the Titans next. Colts. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, the Colts as well, just because I like to live in this house. Yeah. <laughs> you get one more week. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is back from injury, so I'm gonna go Colts there. Uh, we have the Packers versus the Tyler Henneke led Commanders. Uh, I'm going Packers. Uh, I know I've picked the Packers a lot this season, and they've let me down, but I think uh, uh, the Commanders not having wins is going to impact them a little bit. All right. I'm Although, go, Henneke is good. He's a solid quarterback. I'm going to go Packers as well. I think it's still Aaron Rodgers, and going against Aaron Rodgers is just is not a smart thing to do. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Um, then we got the Jets versus the Broncos. Are we riding on the Broncos? I got the Jets. All right, I'm going let's Jets. Fly. J- Jets, let's fly. Jets Nation, let's <laughs> fly. <laughs> All right, uh, get out of here. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets as well. Uh, just not a big believer in the Broncos right now. Uh, two crappy teams, Texans versus Raiders. Who you got? Uh, Texans. Okay, that was going to be my pick. All right, I'll, I'll take the split here just because we don't want to keep it green, so I'll take the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Oh, man. I think, you know, Derek Carr and company uh, hopefully win that because I had to take the split. All right. uh, Derek Carr and what company? uh, The cameraman. Gotcha. Uh, The Seahawks versus the Chargers. Chargers. All right. I'm going to go Chargers as well. Uh, I'm not going to take the split there and ruin my chances of this bet. So then we have the, the Chiefs versus the 49ers. I got the Chiefs. Going Chiefs as well. Uh, not a big believer in Jimmy G. This is just a week that we're just going to have. I have to take the split just so yeah. that we disagree. Yeah. <laughs> there's gonna, there's, this is going to be decided by like two games. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins versus the Steelers. I got the Dolphins. All right, I'm going to go Dolphins as well. Um, Sorry, Kyle. Yeah. Um, and then the Bailey Zappi led Patriots and we'll talk about it later uh, you know maybe a later show i think Bailey Zappi should take the job over Mac Jones but with that being said the Bailey Zappi led Patriots or the Chicago Bears 
Uh, I'm going to go Patriots. All right. We literally are going to uh, have those two games. <laughs> I'm going Patriots as well. Bailey Zappi right. is, uh, is playing great, and he's already got one of his jerseys in the NFL Hall of Fame. So first play, NFL player in history to throw 300 yards in his first ever road game and his first ever home game. So, yeah, it's pretty. He is impressive, yeah. 100%. With that being said, guys, we thank you for watching. If you're watching from home on YouTube, we thank you for listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are live every Friday at 7 p.m.-ish. And we try to be here at 7 p.m. Make sure you follow us on TikTok. Make sure you follow us uh, on Twitter as well. We will be keeping you guys updated, running polls and just chatting with everybody. And again, if you want us to talk about something, maybe we did not talk about your team this week. Make sure you hit us up on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter and say, hey, guys, uh, you need to talk about my team. Uh, my team sucks, but I didn't want them to be covered. So we will gladly do that. Um, <laughs> uh, with that being said, guys, we thank you again, and uh, we hope that you have a wonderful night from the booth. Taylor, bear them for a while. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, peace out. Have a good night. All right. Thank you guys for all. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it.